0: Kutot Siches Parsha Tazriya a summary of the Sichah. It's well understood why the connection between the Parsha Tazria Metzaira and therefore they're read in most years together, because that which is discussed in Parsha Tazria, which is the uh, signs of tzaras, uh, whether in a person or in garments is later discussed at in Parsha Mitseira, it tells us how the mitseira can come can go through its cleansing process. So it's understood that they're sort of they have one theme. But we have to understand the names of these two Parshas, Tazria and Mitzayra. We know that names in Kodesh are not just a way of identifying something, but they convey what the what the thing that they name, what it's about. The name describes what the thing is about. So we have to understand about these two Parshas. While well, it's true that the word tazriya is uh, pretty much the beginning of the Parsha, and that's why one would think that it was chosen to identify this Parsha, but the meaning of tazriya doesn't seem to have anything to do with what is discussed in the Parsha. The most of the Parsha dis- discusses Tsaras, and therefore the word Tazria, which means to conceive, a woman that will conceive is what the word uh, over here means, and that's what it means. Tazriya means something that's implanted, conception, which in, uh, signifies beginning of life, a new life created. Whereas the word, uh, the content of the parsha, talks about a metzora. Matsuira is somebody that is considered as if he's dead. It talks about something very negative. So they seem to be the opposite of each other. The content of the parsha is all about tzaras, death, and the name of it talks about the creation of life same could be asked about the next parasha, Metzora. the word Metzora seems to identify the person that is a Metzora, and his status as a Metzora, his condition as a Metzora. whereas the parasha really talks about how to get out of the status of a Metzora. how do you get away from that, how do you cleanse yourself it doesn't talk anymore about how he became a Metzora or what it means to be a Metzora. And it's true that in the Parsha of it talks about a house that uh, was, was uh, afflicted by tzaras but a house is not a Mitzurah you don't call a house a Mitzurah and in addition to that the status of a house being afflicted by tzaras the Torah paints it in a positive way it says in Rashi explaining why it says the Nasati negat tzaras I will place... A, an affliction of tzaras, it sounds almost like Hashem assures us that he will do so, as if it's something good. And Rashi explains, yes, because the Yamiroim, uh, the original inhabitants of Eretz Israel, they would f- hide their treasures in their walls. And so when uh, Hashem puts a, a condition of tzaras onto the wall, you have to destroy the wall, now you uncover the treasures. So that's seen as a positive thing, rather than the Mitzayirah, a person that becomes afflicted by Tsaras, which is a negative thing. Another question that could be asked is that there are some the early commentaries, the there of the Rav Sadigon, Rashi, the Rambam, they refer to this Parsha as Zoistiya, not as Mitzayirah, but Zoistiya. But the general prevailing custom is that they didn't call it Parsha Mitzayirah, It's brought in Torah of also by that name. So why is there this difference in the way it's identified so to explain one of the principles of Jewish faith is that Hashem rewards and punishment we believe as a principle of our faith in the concept that Hashem rewards those who keep Taira Mitzvahs and he punishes those who don't keep Torah Mitzvahs however since the Torah is all kindness, everything is kindness, so it's understood that even when Hashem finds it necessary to punish someone it's actually a good thing that he's doing for that person like to uh, to fix a problem that the person has within themselves and therefore a certain punishment is able to correct that and fix and heal and so on and that's what really the punishments that are mentioned in the Torah are all methods by which Hashem fixes problems that people have and the Ramam explains about Saras that the, all of these types of tzara's which apply to people, to garments, to uh, leather, leather stuff that a person has in his house, and then to the house, are all a way that Hashem corrects a certain situation. If a person is involved in lashon Hore, and he, and he doesn't stop, so Hashem first puts a negat tzara's on the house, something removed from the person, not close to the person, and has the opportunity to remember that I'm doing something wrong and I need to stop this behavior, but if he doesn't, so then the negat persists, and eventually he's going to have to break the house down, or the wall down. If that doesn't help, so then the tzaras gets closer to him, the garments, his own clothing becomes afflicted by tzaras. If he doesn't desist because of that, so then he'll have to burn his clothing. If it still doesn't help, so then the zaras will eventually afflict the person themselves his skin will be discolored by tsaras and therefore will end up badad yeshev, it will be isolated as the halacha is, uh, that he has to be, leave all three camps and he has to be isolated and sit alone so that he is no longer able to converse with other shayim that continually talk and so on in other words, that Hashem creates a, new th- a m- miraculous situation because Saras is really not a natural thing. The Ramam says that it's something which is extra, you know, it's not natural. It's supernatural. Hashem creates a supernatural situation just for the purpose of helping a Yid get past his connection to Lashon Hara so it's the tsaras itself which is what causes, which is the stimulus for a person to be able to leave the Lashon Hara behind until the very last step of it is Badr Yishev, it puts you in a situation where you can't even speak Lashon Hara because you're all alone you're isolated in other words, that the affliction is the solution is the healing of the problem of Lashon Hara and that's why the Parsha is called Sazriya Sazriya, as we said, means new life being created. And that is exactly what the whole plan, the whole program of Tsaras is. It's there in order to create, to put a yid on a new, in a new place in life, to start a new chapter in life, get away from the negative behavior of Lashon Hara and start fresh. That's why the Parsha that talks about Tsaras is called Sazria. It's your opportunity to start a new life, to start fresh. And the situation of tzaras actually becomes the paradigm for all punishments in the Torah. It's from knowing, seeing clearly in the situation of tzaras, how the affliction itself fixes the problem. It's designed in a way that it can fix the problem. So also all punishments, penalties in the Torah are also do the same way. Now we know that even other situations where it's not as obvious that the punishment is in order to fix the problem. But we know that it's so because we see it by tzaras and therefore extrapolate and understand that this is the same for all other ayin shei as well. And it's interesting because there are two ways that we could look at this isolation that a metayirah has to go through. There, by all, all people that are tomei have to leave some camp. There, some of them have to leave machna shechina, the, the inner camp. They have to go in, out into Machna Lavia. Some people have to leave even Machna Lavia. and uh, a has to leave all three camps. But why are they leaving? By all the other t- people that are Tomei, it says they shall be sent out of the camp so that they will not bring their Tumah, their status of Tumah, to others in the camp. They have to be remove themselves so that they do not affect the rest of the camp. The Mitzayr could also be just an extension of that, because he's more toxic, therefore he has to leave all the camps. But there's another way of looking at it, that, the mitzader, that the po- it's a positive thing. It's not that he has to, we're protecting the camp. It's that he has to be in isolation. It's about him being in isolation. Not about considering the other people around him, but it's about considering his situation. He needs to be put into a place of isolation, so that he will not continue his behavior, which is what led him into the situation of Tsaras to begin with. And this might even express itself in a halachic difference. If we say that it's all about not conveying his Tumah to others, so then when it says the the Mitzvahir should be isolated, should be alone, does that mean that he should be alone away from people that are not tummy like himself, so that he will not pass his Tumah on to them? or does it mean that he has to be in isolation even from people that are equally tame to him what about other mitzohiroim can he sit and socialize with other mitzohiroim it would depend if it's about protecting others then he would be able to it's just about not being with other people to whom he can convey his tumah but other people that are similarly tame to him like mitzohiroim he would be able to join them but if we look at it as him being in isolation, so then it would also apply to other mitzrayim that he's not allowed to socialize with other mitzrayim either. Just like this applies in the conventional sense that it's about protecting the mitzrayim from lashon hara, so also I'm looking at it from an inner dimension. The Alta Rebbe says that why does it say, as the introduction to the laws of Taras, Adam ki ye It identifies the person that has Taras as Adam, which is the very highest description of a person. There are four words that describe a person Adam, Ish, uh, Gever, Enosh, and Adam describes the very highest level of a person. Why do we describe somebody that is afflicted by Tsaras by the term Adam? It would seem that we should use a lower level description for him. The Al Tareb explains that Tsaras means, since it's something that afflicts only the outer surface of a person's body, the the skin, it's a discoloration of the skin. That means that who is afflicted by Tsaras? Only someone that their entire, their inner person is completely perfect. The only thing wrong with this person is that there is a little problem somewhere on some very external part of his persona, and that's why the punishment for it is also afflicting only a very external part of him. In other words, a person that's a Mitzayra is a person on a very high level that only has very external problems and alter Rebbe says this explains why there is no tsaras anymore we don't find anyone afflicted by tsaras in these in our day and age because there are no people like that anymore there are no people that are own their only problem is somewhere on some external level they have a problem today problems permeate to the inside people are still not have not fixed yet their inner person and therefore tsaras is not going to fix their problem so in other words what that leads to underst- us to understand is that Hashem creates this new situation of this supernatural situation of Tzara's for what purpose just to fix some very external part of a Yid for that it's worth that Hashem makes the effort in order to to create some new situation just to take care of some very external problem and that explains also why the second parish is called Mitzayr, even though it's talking about the fix to the problem. The re- we have to understand that the fix to the problem is not just some outer, some removed thing. You have to bring a few karbonas, go through a few rituals, and then you're fixed. The point is that the tzaras itself is what creates the fix. We call you a Mitzayr when you're being fixed because having been a Mitzayr is what led to the fix. The conditions of Tsaras are what creates the ability for you to rise above the idea of lashon har. And that's why the parsha is not called by something which would define, uh, you know, um, a cleansing process like biyom taharosei, because that would mean that only now do you get to the yom Taharasi. The Tsaras itself was something which was part of the problem. When the truth is as a mitseira, that is what brought you to cleansing. And this can be also understood in the the situation of tzera, of a Mitsuyra as it applies to Klal Yisrael. We too are in a situation of a mitseira in the sense that we are Badid Yeshev, we are Mchutzla Machna, we're out of Yisrael we are isolated. It talks about the Jewish people in Golas. That's what we are. We're in Golas, we are Badad Yeshev, Mechutzlamachna so we have to understand that getting out of it the golos, our work in the golos the fact that we do our Aveda in the golos that is what creates the ge'ulah that's what will bring us to the cleansing from the situation of golos as the Alter Rebbe said that all everything that will happen in the ge'ulah is all toli b'maseinu b'avidaseinu it all springs forth from the Aveda that we did in golos that's what creates the ge'ulah they're linked to each other, they're not two separate situations so we have to understand that we can't look at the Golos and our avodah and the Golos as being somehow disconnected from the Geula we have to understand, a person could go through life doing what the Torah says doing, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs without realizing that what he's doing now is what creates the Geula. He thinks to himself I'll do what I have to do, the Ebishta will take care of the rest the truth is that what you're doing now is what's taking care and and making the ge'ula happen. A person could also think I'll do what I have to do now, the ge'ula will come when it comes, that's not my consideration, I don't have to worry about that. It'll happen when the Ebishtah decides that it happened. It should happen. The truth is that it must be connected to your Aveda now that it should have an immediate result that the ge'ula should come immediately, that's why in most years we read Tazria and That teaches it's not enough that today I'll do Tazria. I will do the Avaida of, of in Golos. And then next week, somewhere in the future, we'll have Parsha Matsira, meaning the Geula, the Tara, the uh, Geula from Golos. No, in most years we need to do they have to be connected. It has to be an immediate result. Tazria must lead to immediate mitsrah, the immediate vi Tarasi, immediate Geula. In fact, this point that the Avedah of Golas and Gaulah must be connected at all times in our minds, we always have to connect them and bring them together, is also understood in the fact that when you learn Torah, the perfection of that will be when Mashiach comes. That's when Tish B'etare's will give us the answers to all our unanswered questions, the... Uh, Mashiach will be Magala, a new learning. He will teach us Torah. That's when the perfection of Torah will be realized in Geula. So in other words, our needs that uh, perfection of Geula in order to have its completion. The same is true for Mitzvahs as well. We know that the Ramam says that Mashiach will bring back the Torah to its original state. In other words, that... Now, we're only able to perform mitzvahs only a very small amount of mitzvahs in comparison to what to the 613 that there are. Because all the ones of the Beis Hamigdash and Etz and so on cannot, most of the ones in Etz cannot be fulfilled. So, when can we have the perfection of the mitzvahs that we do here? Only when Mashiach comes. That's the completion of the Avedah that we do here. And that's the meaning of what the Rambam says, that, it's a, that um, the yearning for Mashiach, we wait, await His coming, is this. It means that we await when will the stuff that we do now find its perfection. That's when will That will happen when Mashiach comes. That's why we await it, to see completion and perfection in our and galus, And that could be the reason why in the earlier... The earlier um, tzaddikim called the parash by the by the name Zayistiyah because they were still distant from the gula. So the feeling of gula was not yet sensed in the world. And therefore they still refer to the healing as Zayistiyah, something which is fixed and separate. It has its own status. That's what Zayistiyah, it is its own entity so they didn't see, they didn't sense the connection between the Avodah of Golos and the fact that Mashiach will come as being connected to each other as much they saw it as a separate situation Zaystiyah, the Tara is removed from the problem but now that we're closer to Mashiach and we sense Mashiach already so now we begin to see the close connection between tazria and metzaira, and that metzaira is the fix itself, that is the result of the Aveda, and therefore it's, we can identify the Metzairah as being the solution to the problem and this explains also why we find in Masech Tzad that Eliyo told Rabbi Shubh Levi that Mashiach is, he told him where he is, he sits amongst the people that suffer, the sick people that suffer, and Rashi says that means the, the people that have tzaras so Rabbi Shubh Levi went to visit him, he asked him, when are you coming? so he said today." the day went by and Mashiach didn't come so, he asked, so Rabbi Shul asked Elio of you, why did he say he's coming today he didn't come today so he answered he meant he's referring to the pasuk that says today if you will listen to the voice of Hashem so we have to understand about the story first of all why is Mashiach referred to as a metzorah why is he sitting amongst the Mitzrayim why is he a metzorah why is that the name that describes it? If you say a sick person. So we understand it. it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Isaiah 53, that, that Mashiach is afflicted by our sins. He's sick because of us. But why is he called a Metzorah specifically? The reason is because being a Metzorah, Mashiach, Mashiach being a Metzorah describes this is the situation of Am Yisrael right now we are already close to the goal. we've already fixed everything that has to be fixed, there's only some external things, something like the, the, like the Friediger said, you have to polish the buttons. something which is very external, that need, still needs to be taken care of, that's what Mashiach is, is expressing, by being a metzodah, that we, the situation is already close to perfect, and that explains also why he said to him, Hayoyim, today, even though he had his pshat that it means but usually we, we in Torah we say the, the literal simple translation is what is really meant always has to be you know, accepted as what is meant by this word so when he said he really meant what does it mean what he was saying was that it's possible today I should be coming today but there is still a little bit that needs to be taken care of you should know that we are in a situation where it should happen today but a little bit something still needs to be taken care of so that was then certainly in our t- situation today so many thousands of years later that now we already can apply the, the passage that says he He's just behind the wall and not only and not just that, but the wall is already penetrated by windows and harakim and cracks. Mate Sitzminah and Mashiach is peering through the window and peering through the cracks ready to come. And all he's waiting for is that little that last little shine of the buttons, that last buff of the buttons, and then he's here. And um, and then he'll come quickly and it'll be um, on the clouds of the heaven. Because the whole world will be zakai the whole world will be deserving of Mashiach. Not just that we are chayev chas vishol, and we're deserving. We've already completed the whole thing, and then the uh, Mashiach will come, and the, uh, the Jew, uh, and, and together with the theme of Tazria, it will give birth to new life, and it will. The whole world will be covered by this new life that Mashiach brings out.